Hi, this is Jason King, and you're listening to the Health Policy and Advocacy Nursing Network, also known as HPAN. We're now four weeks into the second half of the Indiana legislative session. We only have one week left for the House and Senate committees. The final House session is scheduled for April 15th and April 16th for the Senate. In this podcast, I'd like to share an update of where we stand on some of the bills that have been our greatest focus this session. We will begin with a hate crimes bill. Indiana House Republicans unexpectedly acted on hate crimes legislation last Monday by inserting it into an amendment into an unrelated bill, Senate Bill 198, which deals with prison drug offenses. The bill now holds defendants to a stronger potential penalty if the crime was motivated by the victim's color, creed, disability, national origin, race, religion, or sexual orientation. This language is not new as it points to an existing Indiana code. The controversy lies in the fact that many still do not see this as a comprehensive list because it leaves off age, sex, ancestry, and gender identity. The bill passed out of the House last Tuesday by a vote of 57 to 39. The bill has now returned to the Senate for a concurrence vote, which means that because changes were made in the House on an original Senate bill, the Senate now must approve the bill's new language by agreement. A concurrence would need to be a roll call vote, registering the votes of supporters and opponents by name. The vote could happen as early as tomorrow, April 2nd. Most likely, the original sentencing and biased crimes bill, Senate Bill 12, will not receive a hearing in the Courts and Criminal Code Committee. Senate Bill 394, which would phase out the Collaborative Practice Agreement for Advanced Practice Registered Nurses, passed out of the House Public Health Committee by a vote of 8 to 4. This bill requires APRN prescribers to have a practice agreement for three years of practice in order to qualify for transition to independent practice. APRNs completing the three-year transition to practice would need to sign and file an attestation with the State Board of Nursing, or the IPLA. The bill would require the APRN to go back through the transition to practice period for APRNs that change population focus. These areas of population of focus include adult geratological, family across the lifespan, neonatal, pediatrics, women's health, and mental health. The bill also requires an APRN that is practicing independently, which means self-employed, not affiliated with another healthcare entity like a hospital, physician's office, health clinic, etc., to do the following. First, the APRN shall establish a referral plan to other appropriate practitioners for complex medical cases, emergencies, and cases that are beyond the APRN's scope of practice. The APRN shall notify patients through posting in a prominent and conspicuous place in the patient waiting area that the APRN is practicing independently. This bill will now go to the House floor for further consideration. Nurses are strongly encouraged to to contact their local legislators in the Indiana House of Representatives to voice their position on this legislation. Senate Bill 188, which is the Nurse Faculty Loan Repayment Program, has been referred to the Committee on Ways and Means and has not received a hearing date. Last year, it was in this committee where this bill died. The perinatal care bill, House Bill 1007, passed out of the Senate Health and Provider Services Committee, but was reassigned to the Committee on Appropriations. The legislation would require the Indiana State Department of Health to establish a perinatal navigator program and would require the providers to use a validated and evidence-based verbal screening tool to assess a substance use disorder in pregnancy for all pregnant women. 
If the healthcare provider identifies a pregnant woman who has a substance use disorder and is not currently receiving treatment to either provide treatment or refer the patient to treatment. This bill is scheduled to be heard on April 4th at 9 a.m. in room 431 at the State House. If you are interested but cannot attend, you can also watch it via live stream from the Indiana General Assembly website, www.iga.in.gov. On Thursday, March 28th, House Bill 1344, which is the Nurse Licensure Compact, passed out of the Senate on third reading and has returned to the House with amendments. This is a very important bill for nurses in Indiana, which enable nurses to practice in person or provide telenursing services to patients located across the country without having to obtain an additional license. If passed, Indiana would join the other 29 states in the compact. Kansas and Louisiana will be joining the compact on July 1st of this year. Nine other states have pending legislation, while the other 10 do not have any pending legislation. As an update, Senate Bill 436, which is the Senate version of the Nurse Licensure Compact, currently is before the House Statutory Committee on Interstate and International Cooperation and does not have a pending hearing date. House Bill 1275, Sepsis Task Force, passed out of the Senate on third reading by a vote of 48 to 0 and will return to the House with amendments. This bill was amended to change the word protocols to guidelines such that hospitals will be required to have a standardized approach to sepsis treatment versus an adopted protocol. And finally, House Bill 1444, which taxes e-liquids, was heard in the Senate Committee on Appropriations. Currently, 10 states have some sort of tax on e-cigarette products, and another 18 states, including Indiana's surrounding states, are considering establishing a tax on this industry. The most recent version of the bill would impose a tax on electronic cigarettes that contain nicotine at a rate of $0.04 cents per fluid milliliter of consumable material. The Indiana Hospital Association, as part of the Alliance for a Healthier Indiana, testified along with Raise It for Health Coalition partners asking for consideration of a 24% tax of retail price. This would allow for parity not only with existing tobacco products, but would also create parity within the e-cigarette vaping industry. Another key recommendation is to prohibit internet-based retailers from shipping these tobacco products to Hoosier consumers. Finally, the recommendation was made to direct this revenue toward health care programs such as the Healthy Indiana Plan. If you're looking for an opportunity to advocate but you don't know how or where to even begin and you want help, please contact me at jking at iuhealth.org and I would gladly help you to get more involved where you feel most comfortable. If there's ever any content you'd like for me to cover, please let me know. I hope that you're not only listening, but you're also contacting your legislators to show your support or opposition to these bills. I will continue to update you on the Indiana legislation as we move through the second half of the session. You can follow me on Twitter at jking underscore iuh or email me at jking at iuhealth.org. As a unified team, together, we can lead the transformation of healthcare through quality, innovation, and education, and make Indiana one of the nation's healthiest states.